We'll bring the uh, housing board people on the floor. Wilbur, would that be you and Clayton or? Yeah. Okay. Sure, come on up, Clayton. Good to see you guys. <clears throat> I guess your uh, housing plan is what we got to look at. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, Council. Good afternoon, Administration. To everybody that's sitting out in the audience. Um, what we're trying to get approved today is our 2018 housing plan. Kind of under the gun. It should have been done quite a while ago, but it wasn't. Okay. Um, but we're asking, asking you guys to, to read through it, and we're going to try and explain it as we go along. As soon as Monica gets here, then she can do a better explanation for you guys. Well, but I before we get started. Uh, um, since being put on the, the housing board selected by all of you here, um, there's some things that have happened at housing. Um, there's been an accusation made that uh, the new housing board raised the levels on the, the amount of meth that's going to be allowed in our, our homes. Well, I want to assure all of you that that's a complete fabrication. It's a 100% lie. We have not done that, and we don't um, have any plan to do that right now. Those are things that we wanted to discuss as a group on what we want to do. So what we did do was we did uh, stop all of the evictions that have to do with meth, that are based on meth. We stopped all of that where it's at right now. We're not going to be taking anybody else to court. Um, we're not asking for any more evictions right now. And the main reason is because we wanted to get a look at the policy that's in place and see what we have to live with as a board, if that's what we want to do. And our, our main goal is to uh, uh, put all the rumors to rest for, for all of you so you guys will have something when you are asked questions about what's the housing board doing, what are, are they crazy? Because that's what we've been called, you know, we've been, we've been, that's been said about us, that we're nuts for, for raising the levels and all that kind of stuff. But all we want to do is get a handle on it and get, you know, uh, I guess give the, the tenants some reassurance that we're not going to be just going cutthroat on everybody. Um, there's concerns about the, the way the, the levels were in the houses, uh, wasn't being evaluated properly, those things that we got to look at. So we're not going to be, you know, just rushing to kick people out. Uh, I want to point out to you that one of the, the key things in, the, in the, our mission statement at housing is that we're to combat house, homelessness. And here we are creating it. So we're, you know, we're doing two things at the same time. We got to make up our mind which one we're going to do. And for me, I want to combat homelessness. Um, and I hope the rest of the board feels the same way that they don't want to be kicking people out. Um, we want to try everything we can to work with the tenants and work with the people that are going to be possible tenants. So I want to assure you that we're, we're are, we are going to look at it in a, in a constructive manner. Um, right now, uh, we, one of the things we have planned, we have it set up right now, is for October 21st on a Saturday, uh, we want to have a tenant forum. And one of the things that we want to do is to allow people to come and express themselves, to vent if they will. I mean, if they want to stand there and cuss and holler at us, that's fine. I mean, some people, that's all they want, is to vent some anger and vent their frustrations at the, the conditions of our of our reservation as far as uh, vacant houses. I, uh, at our last meeting, we were given a, a copy of our uh, vacancy list, and I went through that real quick, and there's like 499 bedrooms 
I just went through the houses. I counted all the bedrooms. There's 499 bedrooms that are vacant. And I figured we're getting pretty close to half a million dollars a year that we're losing out because we're not filling our houses or we're vacating people or evicting them. So that's, you know, that's one thing that really concerns me is that's money that's, that's not going to be coming into our housing authority for all of our people to, to take advantage of. We have people that are on the waiting list for home ownership that there's no hope that they're ever going to get one in their lifetime. And that's something that needs to change. I think everybody wants to have the opportunity to own their own home. So that's, those are things that we're going to look at. We want to alleviate the, the, the housing problem on the, on the reservation. I know you guys are always pressed or have been pressed in the, in the past for helping out these people that are getting these broken down trailer houses to get them fixed up. You know, I think every one of us in this room has been affected one way or another, either by family or friends or by constituents that have been affected by meth. So, you know, it's a, it's a big concern. And the Housing Authority doesn't uh, uh, want to be putting people out. We want to do whatever we can to, to alleviate that problem. Myself, I, I, I really take a strong interest in housing. I put 17 years into housing. So I want to make sure that it, it's going to be functioning properly and uh, financially sound. You know, we're not going to be just going uh, helter-skelter on spending money on, on things that don't need to be spent on or bought there. We want to look at our houses. Our first, our, our first responsibility is our, our, our stock. The ones that the people that pay rent, those are our first responsibility, and that's what we're going to be looking at is taking care of all of those. Our money should be going back into making sure that those houses are are not substandard, which some of them are, and a lot of that uh, comes from our people within that are not being uh, going out there and making sure that our tenants aren't destroying our houses because. We spend a lot of money renovating houses, and that's, that's money we shouldn't have to. That's money that could be going into building new houses, uh, which in turn creates new jobs, which keeps all of your constituents happy when they're all working and earning their way. I know none of our people want to be on, on welfare, and that's what we want to do. Is if we can create jobs, then we should be doing that. And that's one way, is by making sure that our houses are brought up to standards, to uh, health and safety standards. So, but I want to reassure you all that I have been hearing all of those concerns that you have since I got on the housing board. People have been uh, messaging me on Facebook and, and texting me and stuff like that. And with that, I'd like to offer my phone number to all of you, my own personal phone number. Um, it's 319-1645. Uh, and to any, any, of the, any of your constituents that, that uh, can't be here today, those that are listening uh, on the radio or at home watching us on uh, on the internet or whatever, that that they know how to get a hold of me. Um, if the other board members want to give out their information, that's up to them. But we do have a list at the housing authority. Everybody can contact us through those through those numbers there. So we'll always be available. Um, and with that, uh, is Monica here yet? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Monica will, will give you guys or present to you on, on the new housing plan. And, and I'm, uh, again, I'll stress the importance of getting this thing approved because if we don't, they're going to sanction us. We, there's no uh, waivers for time or anything like that. This has to be done. And it has to be done by the 18th. So we're, you know, we're running short of time. What's the sanction, Clayton, if we were to miss that? The sanctions? Uh, they never did say what they're going to do. I mean, they could withhold our money. They could put us on a corrective action plan where we have to, you know, maybe do a five-year plan. Right now, they're just making us do one-year plan. So, you know, there's things that they can do. And the main thing that they're going to do is money. 18th is the deadline? The 18th is the deadline. So, we, you know, we're asking you to, to uh, read it. I know it's going to be reading fast, but we'll try and explain it to you as we go along. And if you have any questions or concerns, please don't hesitate to ask because this is the time for it now. And we really need your support on, on this, getting this thing passed. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks, Mike. <coughs> Monica, thank you. Yeah. Welcome. Good afternoon, um, Council. The budget, and I'm going to kind of briefly go over the budget and, and the cost. 
your first page is mainly just our numbers, um, our information. The second page is our needs, um, our planned benefits, what we do as a housing authority, our geographics of the five counties. Chris, Gregory, Todd, Millette, and I think my name comes on that as the Bureau holds it. Okay, the, the third page. Now this is where we get into the um, crux of our budget. This is a whole new system. Epic that USDA, um, the um, US Housing and Urban Development has. Um, 2018-1 modernization, our 37 act housing. Our money that we received, we have to show that we use towards, a lot of it towards the, 20, the 1937 Act. That's how we get our formula at this point in time, until that's changed. And so when you say there's a lot of old houses out there, that's where your funding comes from. And I think it's 1500 per month for the year. Um, some of our USDA are, um, HUD bash, they'll only allow you maybe $80 per unit per month. Um, on the Modernization 37 Act, um, the vacant units that are in stock for restoration for the year is we plan on 70. Um, that will come up to around 1.4 million. <coughs> the, the next one towards the bottom is a 2018-2 Operations 1937 Act. And that one there is on the assistance, um, which would be your force account, assistance in um, contractors, um, your lease agreements, your occupancy, some of your administrative plans. Um, your tenant relations, um, monitoring contracts, um, collections evictions, <coughs> um, home buyers, um, all your correspondence, your conducting inspections and all that, all your administrative. In that, we're looking at, and that, that's a, that planned number should be 810. Uh, that's an error there, it says 893, but 810 is what we have. So that would be at 6.4 million. Um, then the next one is your 2018-3, which is towards the bottom, that's your hip. For the 2018, you will receive 200, on the next page of five, you'll receive 235,000. And this will, do two units to put out in uh, off the hip list. Those are replacement houses. Those replacement, yeah, You're replacement right. houses. Thank you. Um, 2018 four, your housing services. Now this is where the housing services go out to a lot of your uh, to the private and to the public. One is. Um, Collaborating with SNETT, your travel program, on our homeless shelter, which is the STO, the Sichungu Tipi Oyaki, that one. Um, and it will tell what that needs is to be met. And that's at 50000 for the year. Um, that services that contribute to a subgrant agreement. Um, number two, part of this service will be your RST LEAP. And the RST LEAP is set at the 450000 That will assist in your LEAP. Your SWA units, but it also does say others that are, are part of this too. Because we do service private homes but mainly it will go to your SWA people that are eligible after your LEA. 
Okay, um, three, we have a beautification for our 20 communities, and that's set at 60,000. And that's to beautify and clean up and mow and to help assist your communities with that. Solid waste, garbage, pickup, whatever, but the community will help assist in those things. Four, the SWA <coughs> private home assistance. That's for your private homes that need, and there's a list of things, I think, uh, roof repair, um, water heaters, refrigerator, stove, main, mainly your, they'll assist in those areas. Um, leaks, water leaks, um, some of heating, heating's a critical thing. It's more for health and safety. And they will provide up to 2,500, and they're looking at 50,000 in that budget, which would service probably about 20 people. Uh, five, SWA provides services to the low-income eligible applicants. Um, this is for when a person comes in, or somebody um, even on the outer line. Um, they're enrolled members, they need assistance in peer, they want to move to peer, they have a landlord, they put their application in, they will service as rental assistance and security deposit up to $750. Um, and that's for $40,000 there. Six is for the SWA playground equipment, and this, in 2018, two communities will be serviced by that, and that's at $25,000. And we have a list of the communities who are being serviced, and as we go, who will be left, and as we go, we'll keep putting into the next budgets. If we do have some monies left, or I think we have one, we have to schedule for this 2017, but the other thing is two of them need to be put up. So we need to get those up. And I believe it's Black Pipe and Spring Creek. Um, these two are scheduled for Horse Creek, Horse Creek and Swift Fair. Um, then we go on to page seven. And the 2018, um, our um, low-income housing tax credits that are out to the village, they pay anywhere from 385 to 425 a month. This assistance is to assist those tax credit people. If they pay by the sixth of the month, they will get they will receive 200 dollars. So. In other words, if it's 425, they pay 225 before the sixth or by the sixth of the month, they will receive 200 from the housing authority, and that's what pays the tax, helps them alleviate in paying so much on their rent. Um, page eight, rehab. Okay, now we have 37 ACT units and we have NAHASDA units. NAHASDA units will receive some services from us. As far as they're, the big, they're also vacant ones or they may need a little renovating, not much. They may need some help in theirs. So they will look at the 20 vacant units in that. Nahazda, so you're looking at about 90 units for the year to be rehab for livable conditions. And that amount there is 50,000. And that's kind of on the low end. Now the HUD bash. Um, we do receive HUD bash. Um, we received $184,011, I think it was. HUD bash helps pay for 
veterans that are at risk, homeless, living in a motel, overcrowded conditions. They must put in an application to see if they can qualify one for supportive services from the VA. So they health care is one of them. The only two things that really preclude them is income, high income or sex offender. Third and fourth tier sex offenders cannot get in. Their rental units, <coughs> we have um, five tenant based, which means uh, I think we have four of them already filled. We have one more to fill. These tenant base and what they call them tenant bases, they can be moved around. So if one decides they no longer or they got their assistance or they feel like they can go out on their own or they, they got into a position that they'll buy their own home, we can fill if there's a family, we can go to a five bedroom. If there's not, we can go to a two bedroom, one bedroom. It can be moved around within our own stock and any part of the communities of the reservation for the five. Um, it helps assist only on the hut bash, only on their rent. So say we have some in a two bedroom. We have one vet in a two bedroom. That veteran will pay $50 per unit, which is $100 a month. The fair market value for a two bedroom could be $600 and $47 for Todd County. The difference is paid by HUD Bash. They pay the 100 and the other 500 cents paid by HUD Bash. That's how that works. Um, only in grants, but you have a supportive service. You even have, right now, you have a, a, a counselor that's here from the VA that helps these veterans. Any type of help that they need, if they need a ride, they need doctor's appointments, they wanna go into treatment, that's what they're there for is to help them. Uh, any type of treatment, drug, alcohol, they're there to help them get into whatever they, they need help in. They help them even in supportive services if they need furniture or if they need a deposit paid or their lights turned on. If they qualify, they help them with that. Now, the HUD, there's another HUD bash on here. And Monica, could I interrupt you oh. for a second? Oh, Lester sorry. has a thought here. I was wondering uh, <coughs> some people that are like, uh, as long as they have an honorable, that BD2, what is it? BD214. Yeah, 14. It's an honorable district. Yeah, as long as they have that, they qualify for um, health care with the VA or have, can get benefits with the VA. And as long as they're not a sex offender, it doesn't matter. They're at risk, they're homeless, they're living in a motel, overcrowded, but they will, it's not home ownership, and it's not for renovating, it's only for rent, uh, low rent. And that's because they need to be serviced with help due to military traumas or any of that. They need help to get them picked up and put back in society. They endured a lot for our vets, okay? so. 2018-7, that's HUD Bash, and that's, um, I'm sorry, I talked about the tenant base. Number 10, 2018-8, HUD Bash based, project based. Now when they talk about project based, that's one area that all the units will be in. So we put in for a tax credit project. We applied for a tax credit application. We applied for AHP. And we also applied for um, section four to help pay our um, architectural fees. We have all the plans, everything ready. 
Um, we just need to know if we're going to be able to build the units. Um, we're looking at 15 units to build out to the village. They will be two and three bedrooms. If not, and we're unable to do it, we will have to revise this to move them all to tenant base. That means 20 of your units floating around will be nothing but herself. Um, and then, of course, on page 1115, it tells all what we are, our plans are to do with the demolition, the 37 Act, and the dollar amounts, the operational stock, um, the organizational, the, uh, everything's pretty much in this area that kind of explains everything that the Housing Authority does do. So we're anticipating um, 8.3 million on the last page of 12 there, but we'll, we may only receive the 7.2 million. So we're in that range there because of our cuts and up. And then the one point the one million seven eight is what's going to be left by the year end of the 2017. That has to carry us into part of 18, and that's basically our budget. How much less than last year? Well, we don't know yet, but they're talking eight hundred thousand. Uh, we they're just giving us estimates. Um, the attorneys did say that Navajo has quite a bit of money that has not been expended in that three years. Navajo is on board to asking Congress to divvy that up to the rest of the tribes. I don't know how much, but they have quite a chunk that they haven't used. I don't know if HUD's going to look at that as adding to our monies or using it as part of the grant monies. So we'll have to see how that works out. And that's basically the budget. Russell, your thought here? Yeah. <coughs> uh, the 2018 budget, you know, is HUD part of the continuing resolution in, in terms of funding from the federal government? Right now we are. Okay, so we are anticipating the certain dollar amount uh, and then have you incorporated the projected uh, reduction between now and November? And when will you know if you're going to get funded? Uh, after November, or you? I know you guys. October years, and most of the time, you know, by uh, I think it's March and April. Between March and April, this last year we didn't know till almost July. So you're telling us that you have one point some million dollars in operating expenses carried over into this year. To, yeah, to so get you, us to you'll still be able to continue some of the projects that, that you're projecting in yes. 2018? Oh, yes. And we also set aside all the uh, salaries. That was the first thing we started at was the salaries and carrying us over to the next year. Okay, now that brings up the next question. Um, you know, we're, we're I know you have a projection of supplementing the LEAP with $450,000, but we won't know until spring then, on that particular, right?
I believe uh, Leah did receive half of it. It's only half of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know that they came up for the other half. Mm -hmm. But I was un under the impression. You received half, and then we had a, a talk with the new CFO, and she said, buy some time, buy a car, and then we have the other half. But she didn't know for what next year. I didn't hear the answer. Um, but personally, um, we're, we have the lock, so we can bring it up anytime. Okay. But the only thing is now you got to remember your winter months. If you spend that now, you won't have it for winter months. But no. You're available to watch the rest. No, but go ahead. Yeah, I guess. Am I to understand that 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 we've already received uh, half, of half of it for 2017? For 2017, so this is 2018. Okay, so did you put enough money aside from your carryover to cover the other half? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's in lots. You can't just draw money. You you have to expend it by so many days. So for 2018, you got money in there for the yeah, for 450. Um, thanks for coming, um, board members and Monica. But I have a question on um, page four. You know, you um, we have the the. Um, yeah, the hit program. That money there that's allocated for private homeowners and repair of private homes, this 235000 is that for this year or was that for last year? This is for this year. So what happened to the money for this from the previous years? Because the question I'm asking is, um, there are a couple of elders that got approved for this to renovate, you know, to, to do their house. But it, that was in 2015 and we approved of it here. But as of this date, nothing has been done to these homes. And I think there was three of them and then one passed away already. So there's two remaining on that list. So what I'm asking is if that money was allocated in 2015, where where is that money now? And That's when are those houses So when are those houses going to be, um, be fixed because those hours are waiting and it's they're just getting worse and worse but i could give you that um was it a resolution yeah i could get a copy yeah. of that resolution of the elders that we did approve of for the the hip and it would be good to at least notify them on you know because i get calls from them there's only two but you know they need their houses fixed you know they're elderly yeah. and women and so um There's other issues that brought us to that point there. Mm -hmm. um, but I did tell Emily and I did talk to her about a month ago and she told me the problem she was having. Um, so I told her, well, we're going to have to sit down, see if we could hire people or get contracts out there and get those things repaired. Um, but there's other issues that came about to that just sitting. So. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Monica, you know, just to add to that, you know, I'm sure you're aware, you know, uh, this problem goes back as far as fiscal year 2013. There's a lady in St. Francis who's still waiting since 2013 and nothing's happened, basically. She's had one visit and, and board members that, you know, sat up there, you know, recall that we've had this discussion. So, uh, it's it, and it's always going to get talked about, Monica, but nothing, <laughs> nothing's happening, you know, so. But that's something that, you know, I hope the new board deals with. This lady even forgot she's up, she's, her house is supposed to be renovated. She forgot about it. That's how long it's been. And the money's still sitting there. Thank you for coming down, Monica and board members. Uh, my concern goes back to the insurances that um, housing still has. 
there that has not been even um, looked on or even worked on. Some of the insurance go back to 2000. My area out there, um, along with Two Strike, well not Two, yeah, two Strike, Uppercut Meat and Corn Creek, were hit back in 2013, the same year that we're talking about this elderly lady. Well, 13 houses got hit out there, and up to this date, there's one complete house. Okay, that's up the road from me, Clayton. And my house is not even done yet. The other 11 houses that were, again, insured were not touched. This is money that came in back in 2013 that was somehow put into the pool that now we don't have the money to fix these houses. And to me, that's an issue. To me, personally, it's fraud. Well, insurance, remember, when the they might say, okay, we'll replace this side, we'll only replace this much or only that much. So insurance is doing that, but it's probably beyond that, like a maintenance. It is, because, um, so like, when insurance only... Excuse me. When they came out to do the assessment, they came out and looked at the now damages, but they didn't look down the road to what three, four years where ceiling is going to be coming down or other problems coming, you know, happening from the roof damage or anything else that was going on in these houses. So my concern is the 11 houses out to my area that haven't even been touched. Not one. And, and just during Rosewood there, another storm came out, and I have not seen anybody from housing out there to come and do an assessment on the housing houses. A lot of the houses got broken windows again. So that's just something I want to bring up here, because to me, insurance work, insurance dollars are a, a huge issue, especially when we're, when we're not spending it correctly. Thank you. Russell, did you have your hand up again? Yeah. Can I see your hand up? Can I sit still? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I guess my, my only question, well, it's not even a question. It sounds like uh, the board's got some work ahead of them playing catch up. Uh, and issues, insurance issues, or, you know, houses that weren't fixed dating back to 2013. I mean, that's, that's uh, four years, you know. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, the board can kind of get a handle on that and maybe at some point you can submit a report back. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Any other questions or thoughts we need to share with housing? Uh, Eddie Farmer. Thank you, Chairman. <coughs> Thanks for coming, Monica, on the board. My question is, you talked a little bit about the village, and whenever uh, there are some new housing projects, it seems like the village is kind of where it goes. For some of them, is it due to the infrastructure, what's already there, and um, I guess my second part of that question is, you know, I heard about the lagoons. Maybe it's at capacity down there now. I don't know. Maybe you could uh, respond a little bit on that. You know, just uh, the question is of uh, when there's new housing projects, seems like they go to the village. So that's kind of my question. A lot of it is the infrastructure, the lines are already in there, the, the telephone lines are in there, the curbing gutters in there. So it's easier for us to set those. And I did go wastewater treatment my understanding something was broke at one time there so they're using the other tank they never repaired it and that was by water resources to my understanding thank you mike and then smokey on the bash thing um looking at this do, are we going to have to subsidize uh, um, rent payments are 
payments, monthly payments for veterans also? You receive 180. And I asked that because I thought they were receiving enough money to pay for the full, you know, whatever the market it's rental a, it's was. Gonna be, it's always going to be off their income. Their income, um, there's some incomes that they don't, they don't qualify. Sometimes they'll be at zero. Then that HUD bash money that we receive from HUD, that pays their rent. I get, I, my, the only reason I brought that up is in the beginning when this was presented to us, you know, the program was like they were going to fully subsidize, you know, all of the well, tenants, much, you know, rent every month, you know. Yeah, so that's they why I'm asking. Pretty much will fully, like I said, if there's veteran in a two-bedroom and it's a hundred dollars a month, they will fully subsidize you from that hundred dollars. <coughs> say six, say five hundred forty-seven dollars is your market study right. rent. Well, they pay the hundred, and the other four hundred and forty-seven comes into your um, rent from the HUD bash money. It's only applied towards that rent up to that fair market. Well, I guess my question is, we were given the impression that none of it would come out of our pocket, you know, our housing dollar pocket. It but, but it looks like it is. Mm -hmm. they, they There's one hundred and forty-three thousand dollars in your earmark for something that looks like that. So that's why I asked the question. No, the one hundred and forty-three is what we received from HUD. That okay. has to be expended for for the other fifteen that we get up. Okay. That will go into their pots of um, money for their monthly. Their okay. Monthly so is, is is it is it a wash then, in a sense, or I'm, I'm trying to understand. Yeah, we that. we will have to watch, and you may even have extra that you can use for extra vets. Okay. If you don't use all of that up. But that's what's going to help rent, uh, do maintenance or or do other things right. with that other money of the hood back. But it's all toward just rent. Right. So if they're in the one bedroom, say their one bedroom is $447 with their market, they pay the 100 The rent that comes out of this is the... $347, and it all goes back but in, to but, but in the end, none of the dollars that we, we currently receive are going to have to subsidize any of that, the Not monthly our, rental payments, right? This is okay. just HUD back money, that it's $184,000. So we're saying by 2018, we have to expend that other 143000 okay, that we receive from HUD for rent. My next question is, going back to what uh, uh, Sonny asked over there, there's, there's, there's been a lot of talk and concern over standing water ponds that have accumulated out there at the village. And I noticed they're still there, and I know that there's been um, it's been looked at to see what, you know, what's causing that. Uh, have we, what's the latest on that? Uh, as far as you know. A lot of it they think is from the year, the, it's the year that there's, they get a lot of rain out there, groundwater source. Yeah, I've heard that, you know, but I guess the thing is, is the construction of all the units out there kind of contributed to that? Yes, it probably. And I guess that's where I'm going, you know. And of course, it won't contribute anymore because it's pretty much all done. Other than if we get a big rainstorm, then it's going to probably all go to that bottom there, like that. Yeah, we get it. But it's the levels of that sand that holds water that goes up and down. Well, yeah, it's following that logic, it seemed like that would have happened before them houses were built out there. Mm -hmm. You know, and that never was, you know, an issue back then. It's only since the houses have been yeah. built. So, but whatever, you know, it's it's an enigma that no one's no one seems to have figured out yet. And will it get worse? I don't know. You know. It's the same way as the water line that goes there and the hydrant, and you see how that water grew around that thing across the road. I mean, it wasn't there before well, either. There's something unnatural about that, yeah. that all that. That's what I, that's it's my natural. point, you know. I don't think it's... Uh, we got up further thinking, well, maybe it's the 
wow, the, the tower there, but it wasn't that. We were thinking broken lines. They don't think it's that either. Could it, could it be due to the lagoons? No. You know, uh -huh. saturating the groundwater, raising the level. The system way over. And the ones up on top, they don't have that. It's the ones down below. <laughs> Thank you. Smoke. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I know we talked all morning about homelessness and how many people we have homeless. And another issue that's coming up on my end, delinquency. And I'm on the housing board, and I know we, we've been having council whenever housing is scheduled at meetings. We haven't been able to meet, but what's your opinion on that? How are we going to address that uh, delinquencies? Uh, do we have to? Is it policy and procedure that they have to pay? Are they evicted? Or can we wipe the slate clean at a thousand bucks? Or uh, do we lose money from HUD if we do anything like that? Or? <laughs> Kind of keeps your housing doors open too. But your policies right now, after beyond two years, you can do a settlement of 10%. Do they get to stay in the house and then start paying from that? Yep. Uh, not if they're in the house, they can't. They, if they're in the unit, they could do a pay forward, which means. Okay, you pay, they, they do a binding agreement, and see a lot of them are keeping their binding agreements, and maybe that's why they're going to evictions, but they keep their binding agreement. Okay, you start today, you, next month you pay your $150 a month. You do that every month consistently for one year, they'll take off 25% of their delinquency. If they don't stay caught up, and they're just building up and not paying towards anything, that's when they go into evictions because they have a binding contract there. But if they pay that 150 or $75 or whatever every month for that one year, then 25% taken off for the next year and then they start till that debts. What about some of them that are up to 20 grand? Are there any, many that There way? is, even beyond. So then what is their chances? They're getting evicted? They could do prep pay forward. I'm not sure they have. A lot of them probably have. Okay, and then very quickly, I know a lot of others got questions, but do we have anything in development to build uh, some more homeless shelters? How much money does this budget have it in it for development? Only the um, HUD bash if we get our tax credit at 2.5 million. 2.5 million, okay, thank you. I wish we had more. I know we need to, but we need to really discuss some of that. I have a few thoughts in my mind. That'll be at the board level. Sure. You need a number. Two ninety-five. <coughs> Emergency uh, smoke. Is there a second? Mike Boltz, question. Steve, all in favor? Opposed? Zero. Not voting? Five. Motion to approve 2017-295. Need a second. Steve, it's on the floor. I'll start with the fourth whereas. Whereas the SWA Corporation Board of Commissioners, herein referred to as the board, is empowered with the responsibilities of the management of the affairs of the SWA Corporation, and whereas on April 12, 2000, the Rosebud Sioux Tribal Council did adopt Rosebud Sioux Tribe Resolution Number 98-276, establishing the Sakanji with Kote Oyeankapi SWA Corporation under a corporate charter to manage funds provided to the tribe through the Native American Housing Assistance and Self-Determination Act, NAHASDA, of 1996. And whereas, in order to continue receiving funds under the NAHASDA of 1996, an Indian housing plan must be submitted to the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development by October 18th of each year. 
And whereas the SWA Corporation Board of Commissioners did approve the physical year 2018 Indian Housing Plan on October 5th, 2017, and whereas the Rosebud True Tribe has de designated SWA Corporation as a travel designated housing entity and the grant recipient of Indian Housing Block Grant, and with the condition that the tribe shall annually review the Indian Housing Plan and authorize its submission. And therefore, be it resolved that the Rosewood Sioux Tribal Council approves the SWA Corporation Physical Year 2018 Indian Housing Plan. Therefore, be it further resolved that the Rosewood Sioux Tribe certifies to the following. Number one, the tribe shall assume the status of a federal official under the National Environmental Policy Act of 1969 and the other provisions of the law listed in 24 CFR 58.5 insofar as the provisions of the act and such other programs of the law, provisions of the law applied to the Indian tribe proposed program pursuant to 24 CFR Part 58. Number two, the tribe did review the Indian Housing Plan and authorizing the submission of the Indian Housing Plan by SWA Corporation. Number three, the SWA Corporation is a tribally designated housing entity on behalf of the tribe and shall certify to the following. A. It will comply with Title II of the Civil Rights Act of 1968 and carrying out this act. To the extent that such title is applicable and other applicable federal statutes. B. It will, remain, it will maintain adequate insurance coverage for housing units that are owned and operated are assisted with grant amounts provided under the Native American Housing and Self-Determination Act of 1996, the Act, in compliance with such requirements as may be established by the Secretary. C. Policies are in effect and are available for review by the Secretary and the public governing the eligibility, admission, and occupancy of families for housing assisted with grant amounts provided under the Act. D. Policies are in effect and are available for review by the Secretary and the public governing rents charged, including the methods by which such rents or home buyer payments are determined for, hous for housing assisted with grant amounts provided under the Act. And e. Policies are in effect and are available for review by the Secretary and the public governing the management and maintenance of housing assisted with grant amounts provided under the Act. Any uh, further discussion? Byron. Question by Byron. All in favor? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Opposed? Zero. Not voting? Three. Okay, Monica, we made the deadline, right? <laughs> 